Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 535 in Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. It's going to be, you know, partly cloudy today, high of 48 tonight. Cloudy, low of 24 for tomorrow. Kind of like the same thing. Maybe a little bit cooler, high only 43. It's uh, 36 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Today, the vulgar chef, Kyle Marcou, will be uh, back in the studio. We haven't had him in here in a while. But uh, he's got a website where he cooks maybe some of the most unusual food in the world. He even had Gordon Ramsay comment on one of his videos. Pretty crazy stuff. So we'll be talking to Kyle Marcou, the vulgar chef, later on this morning. There's that and there's other stuff. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Def Leppard on Rock 102. It is going to be mostly sunny today. Excuse me. I got something in my throat. What's that? I don't know. Mostly sunny today with a high of 48 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 44. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Do it once. Do it right. Aqua Pump. How about some Hollywood Trash with Steve Nagel, the Rock 102? Hey, uh, nominees for the 79th Annual Golden Globes were announced yesterday, but does anyone really give a crap? I do. Do you really? I'm in a uh, Golden Globes fantasy league. At this point, they're not even going to be televised after NBC broke ties with Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Allegations of bribery and grift, along with the fact that until recently, the HFPA didn't even have a single black member, uh, kicked off a serious fall from grace for the Globes. Yesterday's press conference didn't uh, help their cred any either. Snoop Dogg helped reads off some of the nominees and mispronounced a bunch of names, including Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. And then he goes, oh, Ben Affleck, my bad. But he, in his uh, defense, it's Snoop, and he's probably high as a kite at 9 o'clock in the morning reading these names off a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. He's also a national treasure, so you, you, uh, you yeah. let it pass. Uh, if you care, the power of the dog in Belfast led film nominees with seven each, and Succession earned the most nominations for a TV series with five. The awards will be given out January 9th, but there's no word on yet how. How? Well, because they don't have a venue. They don't uh, have yeah. any of this stuff, and uh, it's not just these COVID restrictions. It's the Golden Globes people can't get their crap together. Well, they're going to have to get something together because uh, to have... No Golden Globes. I mean, isn't that kind of like a precursor to the Oscars? Uh, yeah. Or, the, or, the, or the, uh, the Emmys? Yeah, usually. Well, how am I supposed to work out my fantasy league without that information? I don't know how I'm supposed to keep up with any of these award shows. The whole thing is kind of ridiculous, don't you think? Oh, no, I love them. All these award shows? I watch every single one of them. What about the uh, the Golden Basketballs? Watch that. What about the, uh, the, the Rusty Shivs? I'm all over it. Uh, Reddit users, yeah, Reddit users are here to explain the very puzzling question: What makes Pete Davidson so attractive? Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, number one, he's basically the golden retriever of men. Meaning what? He's, uh, all, he's always loyal, and he licks himself so. when you yeah, pay attention to I him. I guess so. Uh, he's like a dirty string bean with the mouth of a truck driver and an effed up sense of humor. Can't tell you why, but my ovaries are really into it. He's cracked the code. He's cracked something. My ovaries are really into it. Uh, he seems like the kind of guy who isn't afraid to hold a woman's purse. I've done that before. Yeah, we've all done that. Uh, I'm bisexual. I like all women and men who uh, look like wet cigarettes. 
Uh, he's very open and candid about his struggles with mental health and people who are that genuine and honest while also kind and often considered to have attractive personalities. You know, this is this is actually very insulting to him. Yeah, like, actually. Didn't everybody ask Kim Kardashian, uh, you made your money by opening up your legs and having sex with a guy, and that's how you made yourself famous. It wasn't your dad. Your dad helped. But uh, it wasn't your dad who did that. All right, but Steve, I mean, uh, anyone can come up with a sex tape. Think of all the things she's done since that have only exacerbated but, that fame and wealth. You know, I'm look. I got the poster right up here at my wall here in the office. Yeah. Every day I look at it. It's the Kim Kardashian and Ray J poster. Yeah. She's not that good looking. She really is not that. But good she's looking. a Kardashian. But it doesn't make a difference. Well, but that's something you got to keep up with. Well, yeah, but they're giving him guff for dating her because. They people feel like he's out of her league, or she's out. Of, what is? It? I she's think out of she his, is out of his league. She's out of his league. Yes. I don't know about that. I don't know how you wouldn't know about that. Well, because he's a respectable guy. He's uh, he's funny. He uh, he works hard on his craft. Uh, Are we still talking about what the does same? she do? Are you talking about actor John Davidson? No, no. This is Pete Davidson. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that aren't good looking. But it doesn't necessarily make them bad people. And then we have to sit here and pick apart. How did that happen to you? Yeah. Well, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be the type to. I mean, it's not just Kim Kardashian. It's like a long list of, you know, very uh, respectable women. Yeah. That seem to be attracted to the guy. And no one can quite understand why. That also haven't worked out for him. Yes. But. In order, to, it's like if you're a major league baseball player and you step yeah. up to the batter's box, right? Yeah. It doesn't always work out. No. But you can still be a star athlete by striking out, you know, one third of the time. True. Or even two thirds of the time, you could still be a star athlete. But the other thing is, you've argued, when you when you when you're a celebrity, you've now kind of limited your options to who you can date. See, now you're a TV star. You can't just go out and date, uh, you know, uh, you know, the girl next door. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to start dating within the realm of celebrities. So maybe that's uh, the best pick they got right right there. You're not really caring about. Well, I mean, I I just find that. uh, Listen, this is a guy who this relationship is going to end. He's going to find himself with somebody else. And you're going to say. Well, how did that happen? No, how does this say, continue to happen? How did you ever stand being with Kim Kardashian? That's what I want to know. Well, I think you're looking at it from the wrong way. She has clearly shown a level of class. and dig- She just passed the bar exam, for crying out loud. Uh, Meryl Streep. She's a, she's a legitimate individual with talent and a brain. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Meryl Streep was supposed to do a nude scene and Don't Look Up, but Leonardo DiCaprio wouldn't let it happen because he views her as film royalty. They used a body double instead. Really? He views her as film royalty, but had no problem uh, getting down and dirty with Kate Winslet in the back of a car on a ship with her uh, biddies exposed. Well, I don't have a problem with that either, <laughs> frankly. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, but uh, all of a sudden Meryl Streep's got, uh, on some sort of pedestal? Well, Meryl Streep is a multi- Oscar-winning actress. I like that nude scene she did in Kramer versus Kramer. Did she do a nude scene? No. I'm yeah, I was going to say. 
don't remember mixing two different movies. <laughs> it's such an old movie, I barely remember it. Dr. Oz is upset the Philadelphia Inquirer won't call him Dr. Oz during his Senate campaign, just Mehmet Oz. Uh, he says they're trying to silence him, but a writer for the paper says he just wants special treatment and brand promotion. Can he just be called the old great and wonderful Oz? No. Like he did the movie? Why can't he just use his real name? What's can he just say, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain? Yeah, I don't think it's not that kind of Oz. You it's sure that, about that? It's a different Oz, I swear. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you are still aware of this, but apparently there's been some sort of public health crisis going on. I know it's hard to imagine every time you see 60,000 people crammed into a stadium to watch a football game, but why split hairs? With all these fancy vaccines and their various boosters, clearly we must have a handle on all this, right? Well, not so fast there, buddy boy. Without meaning to sound like we're all going to hell in a handbasket, here are some interesting pandemic fun facts that are impacting the world of sports, which is just about the only thing that people really care about anyway. First of all, ESPN reported that 37 people in the NFL have received positive COVID tests on Monday. That's pretty alarming. So alarming that the NFL is requiring all eligible players to receive their booster shots by no later than December 27th. But that's not all. Yesterday, the NBA announced that over the last two weeks, 31 players have entered health and safety protocols. That includes 10 players from the Chicago Bulls who have now been forced to reschedule their next two games. That increases the number to 46 players since the start of the season who've been placed in COVID protocols, and the league is expecting that number to rise over the next few weeks. And in the NHL, they postponed the next three games in Calgary after six players entered their protocols, making the Flames the third team to postpone games this season. And as if that weren't bad enough, former NFL player Josh Bellamy has just been sentenced to three years in federal prison for fraudulently receiving $1.2 million in COVID relief funds that he was not eligible to receive. Take away all that bad news, and I'd say we got ourselves a pretty good handle on this pandemic business. Take away the more than 80 professional athletes have been sitting in protocols and the long line of people cramming up hospitals because they're coughing up lung biscuits the size of a human head, and I'd say we're just about back to normal. And by that, I mean we're hardly back to normal. So wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay six feet away from me at all times, because if you got it, I might get it, and frankly, I got my own problems to deal with. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Fire up the uni. The pizza oven, the Uni Outdoor Pizza Oven, is fired with wood pellets, giving your pizza pie that old-world flavor. You'll be making pizza every night with your Uni Pellet-Fired Pizza Oven. Only 350 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Journey in Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, so let me uh, give you a little uh, update. Little uh, Actually, let me go back and try to recap everything I told you yesterday. All right. Uh, as I told you, I had a, uh, a very bad injury uh, sustained by a rowing machine uh-huh. back in October. Right. Terrible injury. It's, I've been laid up ever since. Uh, throbbing, searing pain. And uh, that pain has uh, found itself in the back of my calf. 
which means my like my calf was getting like real, real sore, real swollen. Yeah. Uh, very, very tight, sore to the touch, like one of those kinds of things. Very, yeah. very painful. So uh, we thought, uh, is it a blood clot? Because simultaneously, if you recall uh, from yesterday, I mentioned that my wife had gotten me an Apple Watch. Right. And the Apple Watch, since I've uh, since I got it has been telling me that I'm in uh, atrial fibrillation. But you didn't know that until you looked at the actual app, right? I didn't know that until, yeah, until yeah. I put on the watch and then, you know, uh, initiated the app and it said, hey, you've got AFib. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. This, this must be operator error yeah. because I've never heard anything like this uh, from me. I mean, there's, there's some family history and apparently there's some, uh, you know, there's some connection between, you know, families and passing it down. Through the generations, so right. I want to thank all of my family for for putting me through that. That's terrific news. So uh, I had uh, an MRI on Saturday, Marie. Right, I've had uh, X-rays. Uh, I have been to an orthopedic specialist uh, a couple of times. I had uh, I, I had uh, an injection. I had fluid removed. I had all these things go on. You've been poked and prodded. I have been. I'm like a human pincushion. Right. And I'm not exactly sure I like it. So uh, yesterday, well, so over the weekend, Sunday, I went to the emergency room because I've got the AFib and the the calf is like throbbing and it's it's like rock hard. Mm -hmm. It feels like a, like a Charlie horse that's gone on all day long and doesn't go away. Ah, yeah, you see what I'm talking about? Ah, That's yeah. it's pretty brutal. So, anywho, I uh, go to the emergency room, mm -hmm. and the guy, the the ER doctor, says he wants me to see a uh, cardiologist within the week. Okay. So I call the cardiologist he recommends, and that guy is not available yeah. for a month and a half. This is what I don't get about you know the urgency of what you're going through versus how long it's going to take for you to get it's not like hey let's schedule you for a stress test well yeah. you're okay right now your akg is fine we can put this off until january or february but here you are <laughs> dealing with something that is potentially uh deadly sure you know it could uh, yeah, it could have a stroke i could stroke out right now could right and, and you'd have to push me off the uh, chair and finish the show yeah we could definitely get you in here uh how about uh how about march 15th you of know, 2023 here's what i'm finding out about uh, medicine mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of urgency yeah in medicine but urgency only really matters to the person who's dealing with an urgent situation. Right. It is not a, a, a source of concern for the person who has to see the person who's in an urgent situation. Right. You can take your own sweet time and and uh, and let her let her go. Now I think uh, to myself, hey, you know what I should do? Maybe I should call my primary care physician and uh, see what's up. Maybe there's another cardiologist that could uh, you know push me through a little bit. So I'm seeing him today. Right. Uh huh. And I, I, I was texting him yesterday. Turns out, thankfully, uh, because of the uh, the ultrasound, which, by the way, was kind of kind of interesting. I, I had they they uh, they did the ultrasound from my groin all the way down the leg with that that sloppy warm gel. Ooh, that oh, sounds sexy. Yeah. It was sexy until you know you have to push down uh -huh. to collapse the, uh, the, the the vein or the. <laughs> in order to see if something's actually right. uh, caught in there. And so as you're moving down the leg uh, to its uh, most painful parts, it was not real comfortable, mm, I, I have to say. I mean, I like being uh, you know rubbed down with heated gel, 
but not enough to endure that kind of discomfort. Nevertheless, uh, what we find out is it's not a clot. So I don't have the deep vein thrombosis. Well, that's good. That's good. But? What I do have is something known as a baker cyst. Now, that sounds like uh, something like a hangnail or, you know, a stubbed toe. It's much worse than that. A baker cyst is like a cyst that happens oftentimes with someone who is either have a knee injury or an arthritic situation, and it's a, it's a, it's a cyst that develops behind the knee, and it's very painful. I believe and, they have those at the coffee cup. I don't believe the they do. Cysts. I don't believe they have the Boston cream baker cyst. Although <laughs> it, it does sound bad. pretty good, doesn't it? It does. These things can sometimes burst, and if that happens, you know, sometimes infection can can set in. And I don't want any of that stuff. I, I really, truly don't. Now today, it's a it's a little bit softer. It's a little. I don't want to say it's less painful, but it's less tight than it had been. So uh-huh. maybe that's a good thing. So I see my doctor today to kind of reconcile what to do next. Where to go with all this? Because Baker cyst or not, DVT or or not, still got AFib to deal with, and I have to figure out how to not have that and how not to have a stroke along the way. Using that CPAP machine every night? Every night. You better be because that's the night. thing that's going to help you with uh, AFib. It's going to help with a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, I do want to say uh, thank you to everybody that uh, that texted and emailed and. Uh, those that put together T-shirts to uh, welcome the new morning show hey, on Rock listen, 102. Uh, you know what? Uh, you got to be prepared around here. We're never prepared for any disaster. <laughs> it's true. We've had uh, ready-to-eat meals in that closet down at the end of the hall for the last 10 years in the hopes that somebody would get trapped in here <laughs> during some sort of natural disaster. It hasn't happened yet. No, I know. I know. But... Uh, you know what? It's always good to have a Steve Nagel in the morning t-shirt ready to go just in case. Listen, I understand uh, the need to be proactive in these uh, difficult times. I mean, we're already down one man. You don't want to be down two, especially if that means uh, there would only be one remaining. But uh, I have to say, I don't find your graphics to be particularly good. Well, Uh, I mean, it, it was really, it's more about last minute stuff. I mean, I don't have the resources like a major sports team would. Let's say... Uh, who who lost the Super Bowl last year? Uh, who, who lost the yeah, Super Bowl? Who was the loser in the Super Bowl? See, nobody remembers a, the loser. Well, wasn't it Kansas City? What, whatever. It's if Kansas City then probably had uh, thousands upon thousands of T-shirts already made up saying we were the winners. Yeah, and these those usually go to third world countries after right. they lose. But that's in preparation. You know, had they had won, then those T-shirts would have been pure gold profit. Have these uh, been sent to the presses yet, Steve? No, this is just a, that was just a prototype. That was just a, something I was trying out. You know, let's see. You know, let's see find a, I seem. I, you gotta I, find I, a, a good name, too. I, I can't just uh, Steve Nagel morning show. That doesn't sound yeah, really great. Yeah, I, I, I can't help but feel there's uh, perhaps an, uh, you know, a, a, a rush to get uh, to get to this seat, like there's uh, no, some... there's no rush. Really, there's just preparation. That's it's preparation. You know, you don't go to you don't go to your uh, you, you don't go to one of those uh, what do they call those things colonoscopies? Yes, without drinking the stuff the night before that's, to clean you all out. That's true. You can't just show up to a colonoscopy 
And they're like, wow, we can't shove this hose up there. There's too much crap in here. Yeah, but you can't Picture just go- this as a colonoscopy, Bax. There's too much crap in the pipe, and I have to wait for it to be all cleared out before yeah, I can they actually don't, move into the seat. But they don't let you grab the go lightly from the CVS unless you've got a prescription for it. That's so what I'm saying. Until someone has said, hey, maybe you might want to start to think about taking this stuff. Again, I don't have the resources. A major sports team would uh, that would have the you know the T-shirts all ready to go. Yes. Uh, I have to do this all on my own. If I can just get just a little bit of a head start, just you know, in preparation mm. of what could happen. You know, it's interesting. It's it's not so much that uh, you aggressively tried to uh, dance in my grave on this one, but it's also kind of uh, impressed that it got 315 likes. A- and uh, the fact that-, that most people were like, "Yeah, well, I might as well at this time. Where can I get one?" Yeah, with 89 <laughs> comments and a single share, I was a little. <laughs> A little surprised by all of that. Well, like, uh, there's almost like a, a great deal of support for my demise. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm in uh, preparation mode. Mm-hmm. I'm not, there's nothing set in stone. No, I, I listen. I'm not hoping for anything well, uh, it, here, horrible to happen. Here's the thing. I'm I'm uh, expecting, or uh, you know, at least anticipating, that uh, I will survive this, and that these kinds of uh, you know, uh, you know, hastily put together T-shirts and other uh, premium items will yeah. not be necessary anytime soon. That's I'm I'm trying to uh, think positively and bank on the fact that a, a Steve Nagel in the morning well, T-shirt will probably not be necessary for at least another nine years. You know what they would do here? They would do the uh, the the Mike Baxendale Studios live from the Mike Baxendale Studios. Not until somebody else is willing to pay money to That's support, what I'm saying. To, to actually to actually sponsor them. Well, we could get uh, we could get uh, Rockies to do that, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. He built his own coffin. He used the materials at Rockies Ace Hardware. Good people, rock there solid service go. at That's every Rockies I, Ace Hardware. You're yeah, absolutely right about see, that. See now you're catching on to this, Bax. So yeah. Not, uh, well, I, I guess uh, I probably should have uh, been more attuned to what you were trying well, to accomplish. But see, you look at it as. Uh, uh, in an offensive way that I've done that. It's really just preparation. It's a businesses prepare all the time. For- I don't I don't I don't think I'm offended by it. I'm uh, a little concerned by the speed in which you were able to jump on the bandwagon. I mean, it, you know, I, I at least got until payday. Yeah, I guess you do. I mean, but, I'm, I'm uh, not gonna, I'm not gonna stroke out before payday. I can tell you that. Hey, listen, before the all, before the company Christmas party, not a chance. We're all in preparation here. Why do you think Dave's been doing sports for the last six months? <laughs> <laughs> it's just in case. It's just, it's just, it's just a, It's like break this glass in case of an emergency, <laughs> and there I am behind the glass. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah. It's six twenty-three with Bax and Steve and Rock One Hundred Two. It's 626 at Bax and Steve and Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, later on this morning, uh, Kyle Marcoux, the vulgar chef, will uh, will be joining us. At least in, recently had one of his videos uh, observed by Gordon Ramsay. Who now, yelled at him. Who yelled at him because he didn't think that what he was making looked delicious. Now, I have a tendency to disagree. It was It looked like a French fry loaf. Looked like uh, French fries in a in a, a meatloaf pan, and then covered with ketchup, and then baked, so you could actually slice it, and it looked yeah. fantastic. 
but Gordon, being a food snob, didn't uh, didn't feel the same way. I don't so. think it really looked fantastic. What are you there's talking nothing, about? There's nothing that he makes that actually looks fantastic. There's plenty of things on that website when Listen. you scratch your head and say, why didn't I think of that? Because that looks fantastic. The muffins with the salmon inside, I don't think so. All right, listen, not, not, every, not everything is going to scratch where you itch. I'm telling you, a lot of stuff on that website is fantastic. Uh, hey, in the meantime, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, here's somebody we haven't heard from in quite some time. I don't know who. Little Johnny. Little Johnny. I love that adorable little scamp. The the teacher gave her fifth grade class an assignment. Get their parents to tell them a story with a moral at the end of it. The next day, the kids came back, and one by one, they began to tell their stories. Kathy said, my father's a farmer, and we have a lot of egg-laying hens. One time, we were taking our eggs to the market in in a basket on the front seat of the pickup when we hit a bump in the road, and all the eggs went flying and broke and made a big, giant mess. And the teacher said, and what's the moral of the story? Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Very good, said the teacher. Yeah. Uh, Now, Lucy, and then Lucy goes on to say, our family are farmers too, but we raise chickens for the meat market. We had a dozen eggs one time, but they hatched, and we only got 10 live chicks. And the moral of the story is, don't count your chickens until they're hatched. Uh, That was a fine story, Lucy. She looks over. (laughs) Johnny, do you have a story to share? Yes, ma'am. My, uh, my daddy told me this story about my Uncle Bob. Um, Uncle Bob was a Green Beret in Vietnam, and his helicopter got hit. He had to crash land in enemy territory, and all he had was a bottle of whiskey, a machine gun, and a machete. He drank the whiskey on the way down so it wouldn't break, and then he landed right in the middle of 100 enemy troops. He killed 70 of them with a the machine gun until he ran out of bullets. Then he killed 20 more with the machete till the blade broke off, and then he killed the last 10 with his bare hands. Wow. Good God, said the teacher. Uh, What kind of moral did your daddy tell you from that horrible story? Don't F with Uncle Bob when he's been drinking. Ah! Ah, That's good advice right there. there. Little daddy. There you go. Booyah! 33 with Bax and Steve in Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh... Thanks, Bax. Uh, You're welcome, Steve. Why the delay? Well, because it's like slow. The the thing is slow when I click back over to it. But here we are. We're ready to go. You ready? I'm ready. Springfield officer uh, Greg Bigda has been found not guilty on all federal charges in uh, court on Monday. Bigda was accused of assaulting and threatening two juvenile suspects in 2016 after the teens allegedly stole an unmarked police cruiser and led them on a chase from Springfield to Palmer. Steve, wasn't there a video that showed Greg Bigda uh, actually threatening uh, these uh, youngsters? Welcome to Whack Town! Was there something in that video that was not clear to the jury? No, I don't, I don't know. I something have no that, idea. that said, hey, there may be... Uh, there may be reasonable doubt of what this that the video you're looking at is actually what you're looking at. Uh, Springfield Mayor, or I'm sorry, Springfield Police Commissioner Shell Clapperud said, "I have faith in the judicial system and honor and respect their decision. We'll review the transcripts from the trial to ensure our internal investigation unit has all the facts before moving forward with any decisions." 
Uh, Mayor uh, Dominic Sarno says, I am not appoint- I'm not the appointing authority. That rests with Commissioner Claproot. However, this has been a stain and dark cloud hanging over our department for well over six years. I've seen the videotape. My feeling is there's no place for him on the force. Greater Springfield NAACP President Bishop Talbert Swan sent a statement on Monday's decision saying the failure to convict Greg Bigda only highlights the perceived value of black and Latino life and reinforces the stereotypes which, which justify racial uh, anim, animus against our males, uh, their disenfranchisement, uh, abuse, brutalization, and mass incarceration. Those are big words. Those I are some read. big words. And, and, I can't and read those. You might want to try to sounding them out before you go ahead and nah, uh, report well, I, on them. But um, but nevertheless, I was I was stunned to see this. Stunned. And and you know, you know, Cheryl Claprood said probably the only thing she could say. I'm not surprised by her statement at all. The mayor, I'm not surprised by either because I think he's right. This this is a this is a stain on the police department, and and to have it go this way. I can't, I'm sorry. I, I just can't believe it. I'd really like to know some of the reasoning behind the decision of the jurors. Of yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't mean, get that's, it. That's some pretty damning video that was that was shown. And, you know, the witness testimony from other officers at the scene, other officers from other departments at the scene. All supporting what was seen in the video. What was seen in the video. And then some. It just seems a little. Uh, it seems a little strange. Uh, well, somebody did get justice yesterday. A Springfield man was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for first-degree murder of Carlos Santos, co-owner of the Ludlow Central Bakery, according to the Hamden DA's uh, spokesperson Jim Lydon. Frank Franklin Conza was found guilty of first-degree murder in the 2018 stabbing death of Carlos Santos. Lydon said the Ludlow Police Department were called to the bakery at 6.49 p.m. on May 18th for a reported stabbing. When they arrived, they found 70-year-old Carlos Santos, co-owner of the bakery, with multiple stab wounds. Santos was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died of his injuries. Conza was initially restrained by a bystander and then fought officers attempting to take him into custody. The uh, Anthony Galuni said the uh, quick response and excellent investigation by both the Ludlow Police and the Mass State Police Detective Unit assigned to my office led to a successful prosecution directed by the ADA, Mary Sandstrom. I would like to thank and commend uh, everybody for all of their efforts. So there you go. There you go. Uh, There was uh, two men uh, who were arrested after police were called to a shooting on Albany Street in Springfield Sunday morning. According to Ryan Walsh, at around 1.45 a.m., officers were called to report a shots fired on the 400 block of Albany Street. When the police arrived, they located two victims. One was visibly wounded from a punch. The other claimed that three suspects pointed firearms at him. During the investigation, police say a disturbance began between the three suspects and and an unidentified person who shot a firearm several times. Officers found 17 shell casings on Albany Street, including two cars that were shot. I shot a car! What's your car got to do with me? I said I shot a car! I ain't trying to hear that, see? How can they know that the shells they saw on Albany Street were all from this one guy? There's going to be thousands of... Shotgun shells on that street. Well, if you uh, if you if you take one of those shells and you put them up to your ear, you can hear uh, someone being stabbed. Don't think so. Yeah, it's kind of like being at the beach and holding up a shell to your ear and hearing the ocean. When it was big, put up one of those big conch shells to your ears. You know, I always noticed that whenever you put a shell to your ear that yeah. you find on the beach, what you hear is the ocean. Yeah, because you're standing at the ocean. Yeah, but you can hear the ocean when you're not near the ocean. 
Yes, in the parking lot right next to the ocean. No, 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 no. You can t- I can take that conch shell, bring it right here to East Longmeadow by the duck pond, and all I can hear is the ocean still. The duck pond? Yeah. Please. Hear, for some reason, I can hear geese in the background, too. I don't understand why. But, Maybe uh, that's because of all the geese at the, bo- at the pond. Maybe. Uh, shortly after, a gunshot victim was brought to the Mass State Police Barracks on Liberty Street by, by two people in a car. The adult man was then taken to Bay State Medical Center and is expected to be okay. Uh, excuse me, my friends from the friendly neighborhood ambulance don't know where the hospital is. We're going to the police barracks. I don't see a doctor here. <laughs> Do you? I can't see a doctor uh, for a month and a half. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, all the appointments are full. Uh, didn't you hear bags on the radio? Can't get an appointment for like three months. <laughs> His urgent situation can't be seen urgently enough. The three people who arrived at the state police barracks were identified as being involved in the Albany Street assaults. Two suspects were arrested, and a criminal complaint was requested for the third suspect, the gunshot victim, for his role in the incident. See? You drove to the police station, and you got yourself arrested. That'll teach you. You're trying to help out a friend, and now you're going to jail. This is why helping out friends is such an overrated business. It is. You really shouldn't help anybody out. You should keep to yourself. That's what I try never to do. do. Never do anything to, to help your community. Good idea. Uh, having taken his full 10 days to consider his options, Governor Charlie Baker yesterday took his pen and scissors to the $4 billion federal aid and surplus disbursement uh, bill, signing off on the spending decisions but cutting out some of the red tape, he said, would make it harder to quickly get money out to people who need it. The governor signed Bill H that deploys 2.5 $2.55 billion in American Rescue Plan Act money and $1.45 billion in fiscal 2021 surplus state tax revenue while preserving a little more than $2.3 billion in federal ARPA funds for future use. I don't know what any of that means, but it looks like we're in the red or the black, whatever the bad good, one Whatever is. the bad whatever one what is. Whatever the good one is. That's why he's got to start trimming. I'll take just a little off the top, please. Well, we don't need this, do we? I'll trim right here. Baker also vetoed a policy section that required a large commission to be consulted before premium pay could be awarded to frontline employees who worked during the COVID-19 state of emergency and returned another similar outside section with proposed amendments. So they're getting some extra money. Why aren't we getting extra money? We're not frontline workers. Sure we are. No, we're not. We didn't do anything. Uh, we do you didn't... remember the beginning of this when yeah. we were considered to be essential? Yes. And then they, resp- you know, like for, we, they put us on, they lumped us into first responders. And then they separated us uh, from separate rooms, which is why we're doing this now. I'm in this room. You're in that room. This is the way it should be. Well, we have live microphones, Steve, here, if you want to get a little closer. You want to snuggle up and spoon? No. Mm-mm. You sure? I don't want to risk getting infected. I don't want to uh, catch a baker's dozen or whatever the hell you got going on behind that. It's a there. baker's cyst, and it's very painful. A baker's cyst. Look it up. Is it a governor baker's cyst? No. I bet you he could cut it off for you. He's cutting red tape left and right. It's cut a, that baker's cyst off the back of your leg for you. It's a Jane Swift cyst. Oh, you're never going to get rid of that. Not unless you take a state helicopter you, to the doctor. I was going to say, you're going to need a helicopter to carry that cyst across the state. A uh, Springfield man was arrested on multiple charges after uh, police perceived notice of people stealing large amounts of batteries from Home Depot. Batteries. Well, you got to. Everyone needs batteries. Yeah, I guess if you're going to steal the other items, the other items that you do steal. (laughs) Oh, man, you forgot the batteries? I paid you good money at half price for this full price chainsaw. How How many batteries did he take? 
Uh, I have no idea. According to a statement from the Wolverham Police, at around 1.08 p.m. Sunday, officers were there to report uh, to respond to a report of suspects stealing batteries from the store. A detective saw one of the suspects on Boston Road, 36-year-old Suquin Johnson from Springfield, was arrested and charged with shoplifting. The second suspect was seen leaving a, the parking lot of Home Depot driving a blue Toyota sedan. Police identified the driver as 38-year-old Robert Brown from Three Rivers. Brown allegedly refused to exit his vehicle. A second officer was called to assist in removing him from the vehicle. Brown continued to physically resist uh, and yelling, I have COVID, and purposely coughing towards officers mm. as police attempted to detain him. That uh, That's not going to get you out of, you know. You know, it's been an awful long time since I've been any of the, into the big box stores, as you, uh, as you can imagine. But don't they usually have all the batteries... Near the registers, it it says three hundred dollars worth of batteries. It's either they took a bunch of those, you know, the packs, the double A's, or they're talking about the very expensive drill, like the Milwaukee batteries. Oh, okay, so yeah, or the Makita batteries. Sure, any of those like those tools. Those batteries are super expensive. Yeah, you could. What was the the cost? The total amount? Three hundred dollars worth of batteries. I mean, that, that could, could be like three batteries. That, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It could be just a couple of batteries. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. I can't believe how expensive those things are. That seems yeah. to be, and that seems to be their hook when they're selling you those things. You can only buy this brand of battery for that particular for this, tool. For this particular tool, like and a, this battery. Like well, a Craftsman won't work in a Milwaukee, a Dewalt right. won't work in a in a Milwaukee. Yeah. Right, I know. It's a it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of hooey. And you know, yeah. the, the thing about it is, uh, you know, if you're using these things professionally, you don't you don't just bring one battery to the job. You're bringing backups in case that one dies out. So it's like you know you're very quick changeover. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But uh, if you're but if you're going up to like uh, the registers. To, to swipe yourself a whole bunch of, you know, D-cells. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty bold type of th- thievery. Because, I mean, you're right you're right there with all the with all the cameras, where all the security are. I think you're right. Maybe that's the kind of battery they're stealing because those are expensive. Yeah, it's got, you got to go for the big guns. And if you're going to get busted, you might as well get busted for stealing those. Oh, you're going to jail for a bunch of triple A's? What is your Amazon remote not working again properly? <laughs> Speaking of which, that's another thing that I'm getting uh, a little tired of. What? I got that fire stick thing, right? Yeah. And the batteries consistently run out on, like, I'm changing them once a week. That's not right. Thing. These are cheap batteries? I don't know if they're cheap batteries or it just seems to be happening with all of the... I have two of these fire stick things in my house. Right. So both of these remotes require the replacement of batteries frequently. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Not like that. I don't care for it. You want to talk about a battery tragedy? I can talk to... I can show you one right now. My television, right, that we have in our living room? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you still have to use the television remote to switch from, like, one input to the yeah, next. Uh-huh. You know, if you want to go from, like, uh, you know, from, uh, say, like, the Apple TV to, to cable. you got to right. switch from input one to input two. Your sources. Yeah. Uh, the battery inside that remote leaked. Oh. Yeah. So now it's basically, and it leaked bad. I mean, you, you know, sometimes you can clean that up and... You know, it's fine. You know, rubbing alcohol or you know vinegar or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, no such did, luck. Did it overheat? 
I don't know what the hell it had. I think it was just, you know, a, a really old battery. We no one ever bothered to check it until the one day it no longer works, and you open it up, like, oh, my God, what just happened that here? seemingly, like, that battery had been in there for many years. It might have been. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily go and check all my batteries. But uh, now I'm thinking, do I go and see if I can get a $5 remote, or do I need another TV? I think you need another TV. I'm thinking I need another TV. I would uh, I would go for the new TV. You realize how difficult it is to walk 10 feet to the television <laughs> to switch the input manually on the side of the set? Remember we used to have to do that all the time when we were kids? Oh, actually turn the channel by yeah. turning the knob? Yeah. Or the, the vice or the, gr- or the vice grips, depending on how old your TV yeah, was? Yeah, but the, uh, the rabbit ears on the back. Yeah. Man, that's a, we had a big antenna on top of our house. My grandmother had one of those. We yeah. didn't have one, but we had a bunch of UHF channels. Remember the UHF channels? Oh, yeah, UHF. Yeah, well, you had a, like a little flywheel knob on our TV, and they kept falling out. So you had to you know, put it back on, and you couldn't always sync it up to the, t- to the station you wanted because mm-hmm. the stations that were on the knob were not where you were actually at. I remember back in the, uh, the early 80s. I was probably five or six years old. Yeah. And I remember the, uh, the cable guy. Who's coming to our house, right? Yeah. And the guy, cable guy, gets out of his truck. He uh, does some business in the house, hangs this wire up from the corner of the house out to the pole. And uh, my dad, who was sleeping, you know, because he worked nights. Sure. Then he got up as the guy was just about finished and goes, there ain't no way in hell I'm having that wire go across my yard. Take it down. What? Yeah, so we didn't get cable. We had cable for like five minutes. Are you kidding me? I was me? so pissed off. We were all upset. We were all like, we were going to be able to watch MTV and Nickelodeon. <laughs> and we can't now. You know, I can maybe accept your old man lighting yeah. the backyard on fire. I can maybe accept your dad yeah. taking a whiz in the uh, in the, uh, the, the, the dishwasher. <laughs> But if he's going to start n- dinking around with cable, you know, that that is when family services need to be called in. I think because, you know, the house that they had bought, uh, they bought it in the late 70s, and it was the first time that they started putting the power lines underneath the ground sure. to go into the house versus, right. versus the... The wire, and I think my dad really liked that fact that there was no wires hanging in the house. I also think that he had buyer's remorse once he realized how much this TV thing was going to cost every month <laughs> while trying to support a family of five. But you back know what in I mean? the back in the early eighties, my gosh, this is going to cost me up yeah. to twenty five dollars a month. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that was pretty expensive back then, and really, only the people who had money had cable. Listen, I. If it's the early 80s you're talking about, I'm jealous because my town didn't get cable until I was in college. And by that point, uh, I'm a thousand miles away. I didn't actually see MTV for the first time until 1984. By that point, it's already it's already uh, two years in. We didn't get it until we moved homes uh, years later uh, to another spot in New Jersey where we finally got cable television in 1989. Wow. Oh, that's, those the times The times they are... Changing your uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. If New England started free shipping, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the United States government put together that $953 billion paycheck protection program a while back, it was meant to protect businesses from having to shut down and fire their employees. It was meant to protect the impending economic disaster that certainly would have consumed us all. It was money that was meant for your everyday Joe to avert total financial collapse amidst a public health crisis. And so far, I say it's kept its fair share of people afloat during these very difficult times. But as you know, there are always some low-life, ground-slithering maggots out there that are all too happy to exploit the calamities of the economically downtrodden to shamelessly feed themselves from the public trough. For example, let's take a look at former Chiefs, Chargers, Washington Bears, and Jets wide receiver Josh Bellamy. Bellamy, who was recently released from the Jets following a history of shoulder issues, was sentenced yesterday in federal court for fraudly obtaining more than $1.2 million of COVID relief funds for his own personal use. In 2019, this was a guy who signed a two-year, $5 million contract with the Jets. And while he only played seven games before he got injured, he felt as though he was entitled to grab a few million dollars all for himself. Did he use that money to protect his business? Did he use that money to retain his employees? No, he did not. Instead, Josh Bellamy used that money on jewelry and on an extended stay at the Seminole Hard Rock Cafe and Casino in Florida. He also helped family members apply for their money, too. And for this, Josh Bellamy will be serving time in federal prison for the next three years. Now, on the positive side, maybe we can all get past this awful pandemic within the next three years. On the other hand, it takes a special kind of slop-sucking vermin to apply for money that he has no business applying for by filling out a fraudulent claim and using that money at a craps table. I haven't finished filling out my application, but I'm pretty sure that's not what the money is there for. And yet, here's a guy who is just making $2.5 million a year, exploiting the system like it was his to take in the first place. Nicely done, scumbag. I surely hope you enjoy your time in the tank, because I think you're going to be very popular. But hey, of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Local animal shelters help pair up pets and people, and both are happier for it. Maybe you had the rescue dog or cat. Rocky's Roundup of the Register is the way to donate and keep our local shelters doing what they do, making people and animals happy together. Roundup of the Register, right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7:10, And Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty in Rock 102. That song was <clears throat> way better with Weird Al Yankovic, Stop Dragging My Car Around. Yeah, you're right about you know, that. Because he wasn't paying fines on his, uh, yeah. his car and stuff. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, we keep forgetting to come up with some appropriate uh, theme music to this bit. I mean, it seems yeah. to ha- need something. You know, I don't know and what it, that is. Well, everybody suggests that uh, Dennis Leary uh, a-hole song, but you can't play that on the radio. Well, you, you can, but the amount of editing that it would take really is just too much work for well, the, the re- either one of us. And I'm sure there's edited versions out there already. I don't have time for that. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't care. So I so, mean, I, I'm going whatever I can find here in the in uh, our library of of songs. It's, it's probably not appropriate, but it uh, this is it. it was, wait a minute. What did we use that for? We I don't remember what we used it for. Yeah. You know, oh, I know what it was. Remember, we were forced to interview that. 
talking dog guy or the guy who could speak to dogs? Oh, Caesar Milan? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Caesar Milan? Was yeah. It? No, no, no. You're thinking of the guy who played uh, the Joker on. Uh... No, 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 no. That's Caesar Romero. You're thinking about the guy that was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, no, that's uh, that's that's Ray Romano. You're thinking of that kind of cheese that uh, Olive Garden puts on your food when they come by with the unlimited salad. No, 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 Steve. That's that's Romano. You're thinking about the mother in uh, One Day at a Time. What is her first name? It was uh, Ann Romano. Uh, it was Ann Romano. Played by the late Bonnie Franklin. Yeah. This anyway. Is, uh, this is Am I the A-hole. Okay. That's what we're doing. Uh, Very good. <clears throat> so here's one. Uh, and, and we're doing a, we're doing a Secret Santa exchange on, on Friday. Yes. So. Have you bought, you've bought your gift already, right? I have not bought the gift. I yet. haven't bought it yet either. I, uh, I'm still working on the packaging. Because my packaging is always elaborate. You know, usually I give somebody something wrapped in duct tape or... Zip ties or chains. Mm. Usually, it's to uh, to distract you from the size of your normal package. Yeah, that, that is true. That is very true. Sometimes the packaging costs way more than the gift does. <laughs> There's a twenty dollar limit. Yeah. Uh, for Secret Santa, I got Sarah, who put down a bunch of books that she wanted, as well as other things like socks, tea, and candy. I was a little disappointed, to be honest, because I really like to shop for people and really give cool gifts. And these were just blah things. Okay. She's already being a little judgmental to begin with. A little bit. Uh, when I looked up all the books to get her, I found out that they were all romance novels. I felt kind of cringe buying her romance novels, so I looked at the common themes and found a really good fantasy novel to buy her instead called Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. It was a, It has romance in it, too. I figure if she likes to read, then she'd be happy to broaden her horizons and branch out. I also got her some Baby Yoda socks to go with it because who doesn't like Baby Yoda and some Bigelow tea that looked good? True. Okay. We did the exchange this morning, and she looked visibly confused when she opened hers. She changed her face to be surprised or happy, but this really bothered me. In the break room later, I heard her talking and complaining, saying she didn't get why someone would get her those things. The other person said, well, they were probably upset they got a woman instead of a man, which I thought was rude because I'm a woman. I'm not just some pumpkin spice latte Hallmark broad. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> then after I saw her give the socks to someone else uh -huh. saying they could have them for their child, she gave the socks away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was honestly really bothered by this. Uh, I put thought and effort into the gift. Am I the a-hole for getting her something to branch out of the humdrum <clears throat> romance genre and Baby Yoda socks? I thought everyone likes Baby Yoda. All right. You know, this is uh, it's a two-way street here. Uh, on, on one hand, I think the reason we put together a Christmas list of things we want is because it is a list of yeah. the things we want. So if you go and take a Christmas list and you ignore it because it doesn't meet your standards of a gift and you um, buy something different, then you're kind of being an a-hole for not following along the very carefully constructed instructions that this person has left for you. I can see your point, however, uh, but... Great gifts come along every once in a while when True. you get something that you didn't expect you were going to get. So maybe she has the right idea. Let's uh, let's expand your horizon. Stop reading that smut and let me turn you on to something new. Right. Now, here's the other part of, uh, <clears throat> of my feeling. 
I'm a, a big believer that uh, gratitude goes a long way. Like a, like a really long Like if you were going to have any attribute uh, that's the most noble, uh-huh. gratitude in my book is like number one to number five. But it's high up there, way high up there. So if someone feels that they want to give you something more personal yeah. than is on your list, the very least you can do is show some level of gratitude. And if you have complaints about it, don't do it in front of everybody you're working with at the company party. Go home and complain to your, uh, your significant spouse. other yeah, or right. your or to your children or your, your parents. You wouldn't believe what this dumb broad got me at work today. Yeah. The secret it, Santa gift. But, I like uh, smut books, and she didn't get me any smut books. So I believe that that both of, of these people, yeah, are are kind of a holes. Yeah, they have to they they have to open up a line of communication with each other. Exactly. What, what can I do for you, and what can you do for me to make me feel good about making you feel good? Right. And if I get something yeah. that I was not expecting, the very least I can do is be grateful that I got anything. Because there are many places of business where you get a big fat bag. Of Jack Squat. I cannot stay. You know, I did, uh, I, I've been doing this Christmas party, uh, you know, for the last 10 years for, for, for a guy. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, every year we do the, the Yankee swap. Sure. And every year I get screwed on that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I bought like a $25 iTunes card to be part of the gifts. All right. What I wound up with was a bottle of raspberry vodka and a bag of M&M's. How is that fair? And <sighs> I gave the vodka away to somebody else, and I also gave the M&Ms away okay. to somebody else. So I, I basically got nothing. I put in a $25 investment and got nothing in return. Right. Now, did you walk away angry, or did you walk away somewhat grateful that at least you had a chance to participate in a fun party with people that that, uh, that wanted you there. Oh, I was always grateful that I was there. Uh, Plus they wrote you a check, right? Plus they did write me a check. All the right. Night, well, then so you didn't I go guess, away empty-handed no, completely. I guess, I, guess, I guess you were right. I guess you're right. You could have spent the night at home and gotten nothing. No payment, no M&Ms, no uh, uh, raspberry vodka, nothing. We need to up these Secret Santa things to $300 a present. You know, I got to tell you, I get so much, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to have to spend any, like 20 bucks. It's going to probably be a bottle of booze and that'll be, then that'll be it. Now the person I'm buying for, I know this person likes booze a lot. So it's easy. That's an easy gift. But you know, for, uh, for the, uh, for everybody else, it's like, you know, I go through a level of anxiety kind of trying to figure out, am I buying the right thing or am I buying a piece of crap? Now, if I get a piece of crap, I'm still grateful. I got a piece of crap. That's uh, a lot more crap than I had before I walked into the party. Yeah, you don't need any more crap. I don't need any more crap, but uh, but that's the you know, I, I still I, I obsess about you know am I getting the right thing? Is it the right gift? And quite frankly, it uh, it takes a little bit of the sheen away from the gift giving season. You know, for the secret the secret Santa thing, uh, twenty bucks doesn't go very far. You know, somebody. I don't know who. It was. Well, but last year we didn't have the party. The year before, someone gave me a big giant handle of Tito's, uh-huh. which is still in the office. I'm 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 waiting for a special occasion before that was we crack like that open. Five years ago, wasn't it? That handle? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that thing has been sitting there. It's got dust on it now. Yeah, but I think I've gotten more than one in the oh, past. Okay. So All I right. think I've exchanged one for the other. 
That one's uh, I'm saving that one for a special occasion where we all rip open a big handle of vodka. Like the day I get my own morning show here. Yeah, that's the that's the day I'm celebrating. I'm going into AFib. I need <laughs> I need that Tito's. Everything's getting dark. They're at a Coumadin at the hospital. I need a real natural blood thinner. This is the one, honey. I'm coming home. Uh, all right, moving along to another one. You're yes, ready? I'm ready. Am I the a-hole for not sharing my limb loss lump sum with my mom and sister? About three months ago, I got an accident at work where the tip of my ring finger got amputated, getting caught in the seam of a delivery truck. Ooh. I received a lump sum of a little over $12,500, nothing too crazy, but now my mom expects me to give her and my sister $1,000 each, really for no reason. I tell her that this little bit of money is literally a compensation for me literally losing a piece of my body. I've had the money for three days now, and every time we talk on the phone, she sounds sad and mopey like something is wrong. I don't owe them anything, and I feel like it's so selfish that they think they're entitled to this little bit of money. Am I the a-hole for considering saying no to her? No. No, you're not the a-hole, but your mother and sister sure are. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? I'm kind of a little suspect about this story. I think there might be more to this than what we're hearing. Well, there might be. You know, he might have owed them money. Well, if that's the case, then then, then he should pay off his debt. But let's assume, because we don't have that information, that uh, what he's telling you is accurate. Just because someone wins money, uh, either from a lottery or from a settlement, doesn't mean that anyone around them is entitled to any part of it, especially since you're talking about only $12,000. I mean, that's a big chunk yeah. of change, but it's not a life-changing amount of money. Now, if the guy won, wins a settlement of several million dollars, then, yeah, maybe I'd be feel, feel a little bit more comfortable sharing it. But the guy has been through pain and suffering. So yeah. that $12,000, he probably needs a little bit more than anybody else does. He's I, missing a finger for crying out loud. Yeah, and actually, this, uh, this commenter uh, said it perfectly. You lost a part of your finger, and therefore you received $12,500. If your mom or sister desperately want money, you can tell them exactly how you obtained it and what they will have to do in order to get it. There you go. Like losing a finger. Yeah, I lost a finger. The very finger I would be showing both of you if you asked me for money. And then somebody got real dark here. They said some lotto winners commit suicide because of the pressure of family continually begging for a share. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Debbie uh, Danner. W- that was a little... That is a little dark. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't commit suicide. I would just cut everybody off. Listen, if I won, if I won like the uh, the Powerball yeah. jackpot, I don't know how much it is now. It's uh, like three hundred million or something like that. Right. Or one of the two are. I would make sure that everybody in my family was well taken care of. Okay, so they wouldn't have to ask. But it's immediate family, not some of you extended, you know, blood sucking cousins or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. You can just forget about it. But you know, like you know. I, you know, immediate family would get something. But, uh, yeah, the pressure of all, all that for just a mere $12,000 seems to be ridiculous. And yep. by the way, if I'm going to give you money, I'm setting the price, not you. Well, that's the thing. It's like I think when, when people – I mean, th- and, that's, and somebody else points this out. You didn't win the lottery. This money is literally compensations for the struggles you faced and will continue to face now missing a limb. That's it. You know, it's but even if he won the three hundred million, let's say he won three hundred million dollars in the Powerball. Yeah, 
Are you really under any obligation to give your money to anybody? No. Except yourself? Not really. I mean, you know, giving money to your family is probably the nice thing to do. But it's really my obligation whether or not I choose to do it, I think which means a lot of you people are going to have to really amp up your game. I think there's a huge disconnect. When somebody wins the lottery, you know, uh, other people expect that, well, you didn't do anything for that other than put $2 down, and now you have $300 million. I deserve some of that. That's how people think. <laughs> but you don't. No, but, uh, you know, we uh, the guy we know that won a little bit of money. Yeah. We bust his chops all the time because you're like, oh, this guy. You know, the guy is very generous. Sure he and is. He's very generous. Yeah. And he doesn't deserve, he doesn't have to give his money to anybody. We just like busting his chops about it. Right. But I never, yeah. but, you know, but I never went ahead and asked him for money or assumed yeah. that he was going to pay for everything. In fact, right. the next time we went out to eat, I picked up the bill because that's the right thing to do. Is that how you hurt your knee? No, I hurt my knee uh, in a different way. Uh, but, you, you, you know, you're right. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't expect anything from somebody just because they won some money. That, that's just the way it worked for them. Right. And if you receive something, again, I go back to the gratitude thing. You know, be grateful that uh, you receive something when you probably didn't deserve anything. That's right. There damn you it. go. And that is "Am I the A Hole" with the weird Russian music that we've decided to use as the theme song. It's actually the Borat theme. All I could come is up it with. The Borat theme. Yeah, that's what I. That's where I said I've heard that before. It's seven twenty-five and Rock One Hundred Two. They do it with bulldozers, <laughs> with fitness equipment. 734 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement, now offering 40% off installation plus a free glass shower door while supplies last. Called Yankee Home right now and tell them you heard this ad on Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Springfield Police Officer Greg Bigda has been found not guilty on all charges in federal court Monday. Bigda was accused of assaulting and threatening two juvenile suspects in 2016 after the teens allegedly stole an unmarked police cruiser and led them on a chase from Springfield to Palmer. He was sentenced indefinitely without pay in 2018. Uh, police Commissioner Shell Clapperud said, I have faith in the judicial system and honor and respect their decision. We'll review the transcripts from the trial to ensure our internal investigations unit has all the facts before moving forward with any decisions. Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno said, I am not appointing the I'm not the appointing authority that rests with the Commissioner Claproot. However, this has been a stain and dark cloud hanging over our department for well over six years. I've seen the videotape, and my feeling is there is no place for him here on the force. Mm. Greater Springfield uh, NAACP uh, President Bishop Swan said uh, in a statement on Monday that the decision about the decision, the failure to convict Greg Bigda only highlights the perceived value of black and of Latino life and reinforces the stereotypes which justify racial animus against our uh, males. Their disenfranchisement, abuse, brutalization, and mass incarceration. It further sends a clear message that a white officer can be caught on video brutalizing and threatening to murder and plant evidence on citizens and be justified in the eyes of a jury. Charges against the second officer involved in the case, Stephen, Stephen Vigneault, have been dropped. Very surprising uh, outcome of that. Yeah, very, very surprising, especially since you have a video which basically says everything he's being accused of. I don't get it. And all the people that testified against him. Yes. But, you know, what else is in that transcript? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you hear the highlights of the day uh, from the court proceedings. What else was in there that may have... Again, you gotta you gotta 
you're talking about law. It's how the law is presented, yep. how the decision is to be made afterwards. You know, we talk about that kid from uh, Wisconsin there, uh, Kyle, whatever the hell. Rittenhouse, yeah. Listen, everybody in the in public opinion uh, can say, well, the kid shouldn't even have been there to begin with. But it wasn't about whether the kid should have been there or not. No, it it's was the, about the actual definition of what the who's being charged with, and that was yeah. And know, then he was, his defense was self defense, and you know they had to prove reasonable doubt. That's that's all they had to prove. They didn't have to prove exactly what he did or why he did it. But with, is there so, another is there another probable yeah. explanation for what happened? Yeah, this is why uh, you know because uh, I really I really have a hard time believing that he was just acquitted for. You know, not nobody listening to the evidence. There must have yeah. been something else in there. There had to have been. Otherwise, well, we're in trouble. Yeah, I. You know, it, it, this is the this is one of those things where you know it just goes to show you that uh, that justice is not always uh, pretty or popular. A uh, Springfield man was arrested on multiple charges after police received notice of people stealing large amounts of batteries from Home Depot, according to a statement from the Wolverham Police at around 1:08 p.m. Sunday. Officers were uh, called to report a suspect stealing batteries at Home Depot. A detective saw one of the suspects on Boston Road, 36-year-old Sue Quinn Johnson from Springfield, and was arrested and charged with shoplifting. The second suspect was seen leaving the parking lot of the Home Depot driving a blue Toyota sedan. Police identified the driver as 38-year-old Robert Brown from Three Rivers. Brown allegedly refused to exit his vehicle. A second officer was called in to assist in removing him from his vehicle. And Brown uh, continued to physically resist yelling, I've got COVID! And I've got blisters on my fingers! And uh, purposely uh, coughing towards officers as police attempted to detain him. That will not get you out of an arrest, by the way. No, it it, uh, it won't. But If anything, uh, uh, it might make for an uncomfortable ride. You know, I, I, uh, holding cell. Listen, I, I can understand, uh, you know, batteries are expensive, uh, but the guy, and, and, and again, we talked about, you know, maybe it's the, uh, the batteries for power tools or the, the battery power things. And, uh, you know, those can be uh, very pricey, but yeah, you know, when you're in a big box store, I'm, I, I believe it's loaded with security cameras. Like it's almost impossible to truly get away with anything, stealing stuff out of a, one of them big stores. Yeah. Um, well, that that particular Home Depot seems to be hit a lot. Yes. What is it about the Wilbraham Home Depot that uh, draws in the crime? I don't. I, I I don't know. I I know like if if you were like uh, you know walking out of there with a cart full of uh, of plywood, right. and you went right past the registers, someone would probably stop you. Someone would say, "Hey, hey, hey, you." Yeah, and that's all they're gonna say because nobody's gonna get involved. Nobody. Listen. Your life, how much of those people get paid at Home Depot? Your life is not worth stopping the shoplifter from leaving. Let the authorities take care of it. It's not worth getting involved over somebody stealing stuff. All right, but you know, the cost of lumber is very expensive. You want to protect that. That's not the problem of the person working there. What about all they uh, can do is uh, call the uh, police or security. That's what about the they- rolls of fiberglass insulation? Yeah, I don't Did think you want to protect that. Was that like the Pink Panther stealing that? Like, uh, you know, like they get some Owens yeah. Corning insulation. I yeah. mean, you want to make sure that doesn't walk out the door without being bought. What about one of them air compressors? You know what? I wouldn't mind uh, an air compressor myself. Listen, I told you, I knew a guy years ago who uh, who who knew a guy. It was like a guy, the guy of a guy. You know, right? 
And that guy, uh, he would say he would say to everybody at work, uh, he'd be like, "Hey, man, uh, whatever power tool you need, I can get it to you for half price, brand new." And basically, he had this friend who was addicted to oxys or something uh-huh. that would go into the Home Depot, steal a power tool, and then walk right out of the garden center with it, uh, and then turn around and sell it for half the price of what it what it cost in the store. It's a great deal. Yeah, but but, it, but, uh, but you can, you'll burn your hands on it. It's so hot. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The the receiving of stolen property, especially now that you know that it is stolen property. But how could you not like if somebody says, "Oh, I get this three hundred dollar drill set for you." Yeah, for a hundred and fifty bucks. There sounds would, like uh, a, it sounds on the surface like yeah, a good deal, but yeah. I would be very cautious about where that's coming from. Who well, ripped it off? Well, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's exactly. it, Steve. Uh, do you have Coke or Sprite or Minute Maid in your refrigerator? No. You might want to check the labels after a pair of recalls from Coca-Cola. The products were the subject of a voluntary recall because they could contain foreign objects, such as metal bolts or washers. The Minute Maid uh, drinks were available in Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York, uh, North Carolina, Maryland, Virginia, Maine, and New Jersey, according to the FDA. That's weird, huh? Yeah. Well, Imagine like you're sucking down a... Big tall glass of Minute Maid, and you're choking yeah. on a little uh, metal washer. Yeah, that would uh, that would suck. You know, I uh, many years ago, I had a jar of peanut butter, and I don't remember. I think it was like Smucker's peanut butter. I don't know why we're doing like the all natural peanut butter for a while. Yeah, and uh, we opened it, and it was about to feed it to my adorable children, but inside the jar were these little shards of metal. In the peanut butter. Well, you know, you can't feed that to kids. Did you know that? No, you can't. Kids apparently do not digest shards of metal. So I, I went on to the uh, the Smucker's website, and I can, and I even asked for Mr. Smucker himself, and I and I showed them what I had found. I even took a picture of uh, what was in there, mm-hmm. and you know what they did? What? They gave me coupons for additional Smucker's peanut butter. Yeah, I don't want that. I want the money back from the jar of the original Smucker's because I don't want to ever buy Smucker's again. Well, I haven't bought Smucker's again um, because, but you know, what are the odds you're going to find shards of metal in another jar of Smucker's? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure everything off that skid has been sold to yeah. other people. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I, remember, I was this close, this <coughs> close to wondering whether I should contact an attorney. I remember. I think it's the uh, the statute of limitations has passed. I remember when I was a kid, my dad uh, was cooking us some spaghettios. Yeah. And he opened it up, and there was a worm inside, some sort of moving. Uh, in the can. In the can. Still alive. Still alive. It well, was thank like thank God little, you had a fresh can of uh, spaghettios. It was like a little white worm. That was crawling on the top in the sauce. No kidding. And uh, he uh, he threw it away. He didn't uh, he didn't call and complain. You sure it wasn't like uh, one of the spaghettios that had been cut on one side and just looked like a worm? No, this was an actual. I remember. I you know how you can remember things. Like, yeah. You might not remember all of the circumstances surrounding the incident, but you can remember the scene. There, there are like there are certain scenes in my life that I remember, and as a matter of fact, I brought this one up a couple of weeks ago because somebody was talking about fishing, and I said I remember being like seven or eight years old at a fishing derby uh, with my dad and my brother. Yeah, 
and uh, the kid next to us, his friend went to throw the line out. Yes. And the hook got caught in the kid's eye. Oh, God. Yeah. And it, luckily, it didn't hit the actual eyeball. But just, but just, just the lid? That that corner piece of the lid. Like, uh, he was very yeah. lucky that he didn't lose the eyeball. Oh, Jesus. But I still remember this. It had ripped a little bit, and yeah. there was this hemorrhaging piece of flesh coming out of this okay. guy's eye socket. You know what? I, I could I could sit through your little worm story with the SpaghettiOs. Yeah. I could listen to the metal story coming out of the Smucker's peanut butter, but when you're talking about ripping someone's Ugh, eyelid off God, it was with, awful. A, with a red squiggler, then yeah. I'm going to have to say enough is enough. And then I remember uh, <laughs> like a, like an EMT showing up and trying to take the thing out of the kid's eye. Oh, you know? God. Because it was one of those things where they had the EMT on site and he had to he had to like pick it out with a pair of tweezers okay you know it's yeah. it's 7 45 in the morning someone's yeah. probably sitting there uh having their breakfast you know getting ready to go to work uh, juice toast milk and tricks and they're probably think probably thinking to themselves please steve stop because i can't finish any of this it was disgusting yeah that's a disgusting story could you please never tell that one again? Sure. Okay, you want to move on to something else? Yes. That car that was submerged at the brink of Niagara Falls since last Wednesday? Yes. Has gone over the falls after a windy night. A spokesperson with the New York State Parks Niagara region confirmed to the local news station the car plunged over the falls, though a timeline of when it went over isn't known. The vehicle has been drifting closer to the edge over the past few days. Niagara Falls faced wind gusts of over 50 miles an hour Saturday night as damaging winds swept through western New York. The car had been close to the edge of the American Falls since December 8th when a woman in her late 60s appeared to have intentionally driven into the Niagara River. The Coast Guard made a daring recovery, lowering aviation survival technician second class Darian Durea down from a helicopter to pull the woman's body out of the vehicle. Dorea was lowered down with the help of his team, which made the one-hour flight from U.S. Coast Guard Station Detroit into the rapids about 50 yards from the edge of the falls. Once we got to the scene, there was obviously snow and still uh, snow was still blowing, and our biggest concern was the car's position. Was the car going to move? What were we going to do if I was down there and a the car started to move? I was able to open the passenger side door and put myself in between the door frame and the actual door car door against the current. So they obviously they pulled this woman out. Yeah, she was but, dead. but she left was the car dead. behind. Uh, but left the car because you can't just take that out of the water. Well, now it went over the falls. Do they have uh, video of this happening? No, I wish they did. Because uh, they usually light up the falls, don't they? Yeah, but I think this thing went over maybe sometime during the overnight. Oh, where man. Where it wasn't uh, visible. But, not, uh, not for nothing, but how cool would that video have been? Yeah, but I don't think you'd be able to see anything. With the current the way it is, the car would just get submerged in more water once the falls were hitting it, wouldn't it? I don't know. I would I would I would I would think that once that thing goes over the edge, you'd you'd see the car. I just remember that museum uh nearby uh the on the Canada side. Yeah. Where they where, where they, they show had, all the the knuckleheads and barrels going over. Well, it. they had the they had the dummy of the woman. <laughs> Appropriately so. All right, so the down. woman who went over the falls in a barrel, and they show like it was like a mannequin of her, like bloody head. It wasn't real blood. It was just showing you the yeah. injury she sustained, and then her in a barrel uh, at the water's edge. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, the picture of the car in the river yeah. when they're doing the uh, the rescue, and you you see, you can see the hood of the car. It's not it's not 100 percent submerged. I mean just. 
the the water is up to I'd say like halfway up the uh, the windshield. Yeah, you could still see the car, but as it goes over the edge, bet that would be some awesome that, video. That would be cool. I mean, it's terrible tragedy that the woman died in the car, but crazy. You ever see when they've stopped the falls before in Niagara? Yeah, they've stopped it to build stuff. I have not seen that. That was weird. I wish I had actually been there to see it. I'm not just seeing pictures and video of it. You know, the funny part about it is everyone talks about Niagara Falls, but the uh, the waterfall on the other side of the river, yeah, the, on the Canadian side, yeah, that's a, every bit as impressive as the one on the the American side. Well, it's all it's uh, there's three. Isn't there three sets of them? I think so. But the but the other big one on the Canadian side is pretty cool. I yeah. forgot what they I don't know if it's uh, is it Horseshoe Falls. Is that a what horseshoe they call it? Fall. Horseshoe yeah. Fall. Yeah. Horseshoe Fall. Oh, it's a, it's it's breathtaking. It's lovely this time of year up there. Not really, actually. It's windy and cold. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to go right now. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today: sunny with a high of 49 now, and tomorrow cloudy with a high of 44. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you are still aware of this, but apparently there's been some sort of public health crisis going on. I know it's hard to imagine every time you see 60,000 people crammed into a stadium to watch a football game, but why split hairs? With all these fancy vaccines and their various boosters, Clearly, we must have a handle on all this, right? Well, not so fast there, buddy boy. Without meaning to sound like we're all going to hell in a handbasket, here are some interesting pandemic fun facts that are impacting the world of sports, which is just about the only thing that people really care about anyway. First of all, ESPN reported that 37 people in the NFL have received positive COVID tests on Monday. That's pretty alarming. So alarming that the NFL is requiring all eligible players to receive their booster shots by no later than December 27th. But that's not all. Yesterday, the NBA announced that over the last two weeks, 31 players have entered health and safety protocols. That includes 10 players from the Chicago Bulls who have now been forced to reschedule their next two games. That increases the number to 46 players since the start of the season who've been placed in COVID protocols. And the league is expecting that number to rise over the next few weeks. And in the NHL, they postponed the next three games in Calgary after six players entered their protocols, making the Flames the third team to postpone games this season. And as if that weren't bad enough, former NFL player Josh Bellamy has just been sentenced to three years in federal prison for fraudulently receiving $1.2 million in COVID relief funds that he was not eligible to receive. Take away all that bad news, and I'd say we got ourselves a pretty good handle on this pandemic business. Take away the more than 80 professional athletes have been sitting in protocols and the long line of people cramming up hospitals because they're coughing up lung biscuits the size of a human head, and I'd say we're just about back to normal. And by that, I mean we're hardly back to normal. So wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay six feet away from me at all times because if you got it, I might get it, and frankly, I got my own problems to deal with. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Fire up the uni. The pizza oven, the Uni Outdoor Pizza Oven, is fired with wood pellets, giving your pizza pie that old-world flavor. You'll be making pizza every night with your Uni Pellet-Fired Pizza Oven. Only 350 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 810 uh, and the Jay Giles Band, Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Several years ago, when we did our first Bacon Fest, uh, this young man comes uh, in. He is wearing a T-shirt that says, Bacon gives me a lard on. And I'm thinking, I like this kid yeah. already. I like him already. I remember that. Absolutely. Kyle Marku is the vulgar chef. He's been on the, uh, the phone with us a few times, but it's good to have you in the studio. How are you? Good. Great to be here. Great to finally come to the studio. Well, you know, so the uh, the thing about uh, your uh, empire is that it has grown substantially. Now you're everywhere. And even Gordon Ramsay was commenting on one of your videos from uh, from TikTok. That's right. That's right. It's funny because, you know, I've sort of dubbed myself the gas station Gordon Ramsay for many, many years. <laughs> many, many years. Uh, and to finally have the king sort of come to the feed and, and, and bless the good folks. That follow along it was just you know it, it really was fantastic. Now the the uh, the thing that you had made um, was like a French fry loaf. Would you uh, would that is that how you would describe it? I think yeah, I think a French fry loaf is appropriate for what for what he was responding to. Now what what was in it so people uh, people can uh, guess on their own? So when I do a lot of cooking, I like to keep it simple. So really, there was it was two ingredients. It was three ingredients. It was ketchup, it was French fries, and it was gelatin. And when you combine those three ingredients, man. You just end up with a masterpiece every time. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Uh, some of the things you make uh, make me want to hurl. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say hurt know, me. We're talking a little bit about this <laughs> off the air, and I said you must have an iron stomach because I don't even know how you eat some of this shiznit that comes out of the uh, the oven for you. The salmon cakes. Now, now it's not just like a like a like a crab cake. Or a lobster cake where, you, you know, you make it a certain way with stuffing and, and things like that. This is like a cupcake with salmon in it. Right, right, right. So the whole the whole thing behind that is I wanted to do a, uh, a salmon cake, but I wanted to do it cup style. <laughs> yeah, because that's the so way to go. If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, yeah, Sam, but, but, but not the traditional, like, Crab cake style no, 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 recipe. No, no. I'm not. Right. I'm not a big fan of tradition. I, I actually like to just sort of smear on tradition. You know what I mean? Right. Now, when you when you uh, when you finished baking this uh, the the very first salmon cupcake, you tr you you try everything you make, right? We have to try. We have to try for the good folks that are following. Along. Now, just so uh, we understand here, how how did it taste? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't mad about it. Really? But I wasn't very happy. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say you would be happy about it at all. Uh, some of these things, though, that I that I see look like they would be good till you get to one point. For example, the orange juice jello. That doesn't sound that bad. It's it's orange juice and jello. You're right. getting an orange jello. But with the toothpaste frosting on the top. Yeah, that's that's what that's a little thing I like to call going full circle, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But, the but full flavor circle. That's what, it. What brand of toothpaste is that that comes out looking like the candy cane? Oh, that's got to be. I believe it was Aqua Fresh. I think Aqua, Aqua Fresh. fresh. Oh, they, yeah. they were fresh out of Menta Dent, so I had to go with the Aqua Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Menta, I don't even think they make Menta, <laughs> and I didn't even think they made Aqua Fresh anymore. Well, yeah, for the holidays, it makes perfect sense. It looks perfect like it almost sense. looks like a, like a candy cane on top of something delicious. We want to keep things festive. Now, I, I've noticed that that there's a lot, oftentimes, a lot of the same. Uh, I don't want to say the, the the same recipe because that's not true, but a lot of the same ingredients. So, like macaroni and cheese would be one, bacon would be one, ramen noodles always tend to show up time and time again. What is it about those ingredients that you say, you know what this this is what makes 
everything so delicious. I mean, I think when you're when you're doing top level cooking at the at the level I'm doing it, you don't <laughs> you don't really need you don't really need a lot of ingredients to work with. You know, you need the big hitters, the hot dogs. You need the ramen. You need the cheese in a can. Right. A whole bunch of mayonnaise. Uh, speaking of hot dogs, the hot dog summer bunt cake looks pretty good. Ooh, yeah, yeah. The hot dog <laughs> summer bunt cake is just like, uh, we, we, I mean, we beat on the hot dog this past summer, and we're going to do it next summer and the following summer. Hot dog is just such, it's just such a great ingredient to, to work with. Yeah. Now, do, do you, uh, is there something that you've done? Because you've had this, I mean, you've had this empire since 2013. You've been yeah. doing this for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there a, a couple of dishes that you would say, you know what, this is almost restaurant, uh, you know, Michelin star restaurant quality stuff? I mean, I know we were talking uh, off the air about how much I, I despised it, but I honestly think uh, NyQuil Jello has a place <laughs> uh, on a menu somewhere. Ugh. That was kind of maybe at the, too. maybe somewhere like the federal uh, Villain Napolitana. Did did the sweetness of the Jello do anything to offset the horrible taste of Nyquil? If I'm being honest with you, yeah. no, no, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Nyquil just kind of overpowers. Yeah, the everything, Ny- Nyquil it? is a powerful, powerful yeah. uh, ingredient if you use it that way. You yeah, need a, you need Dimatap to clear your palate. Out. Yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. Do. I should I yeah. could have yeah. chased it with maybe something a little creamier, like a Pepto or something. Yeah, just to even the whole the playing field out. But yeah, the the Nyquil Jello is. Yeah, that like a like a like a Pepto dip would be good for certain Pepto, chips. Yeah, Pepto yeah. chicken dip. I'm thinking. Yeah, Pep- there you go. Pepto dip small. There you go. <laughs> See? Right? It's all about the play on words. Yeah. But there have been some things that actually turned out pretty good though, right? Yeah, yeah. We've had it we've had I mean, I can I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but there have been ones where it's like, wow, this is, you know, we can make this again. We can bring this to a party and people will be kinda excited about this. Do people ask you to bring food to a party or they say, Hey, you know what? Maybe you should just keep the stuff at home. You know, it's funny, people are always like a little excited to see what I'm gonna bring. And it might be like, what do they call like a white elephant gift where you bring like that that one that's like that really wows people I'm like oh my god what is that and uh, you know I try to bring something like middle of the field something that's a little, sure you know a little wild but you know people are still gonna enjoy well like what well what would you, if I had a if I had a party and by the way I'm not throwing parties but if I had one what uh, what would you think would be appropriate to bring so here's one I like and I've I've done this at a few of my uh, my pop ups that I've done is. Is uh, spaghetti o deviled eggs. So you take the de- you take the egg white. <laughs> First of all, I don't even like a deviled eggs to begin and with. And I heard you talking about spaghettios before. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 right. Yeah. With the worm. Steve's on top. got some spaghetti o trauma yeah. going yeah, no on back there. Uh, so you take the egg white and you ba- you batter it, you fry it, you give it a nice breading, and you mm. put the spaghettios in that. You garnish it with a little parsley or something. It looks beautiful. It looks wild, and and honestly, it's it's not terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Man, you're really yeah. selling it. It's yeah. not terrible. Right. What about the, uh, see, this looks good, the Texas Toast Sliders. Texas Toast Sliders, that's a delicious one. But what is in it? Because you don't you don't list the, the ingredients. You have to watch the video, and I, and I don't want to accidentally play any vulgarities on this show. I play in some of your videos. I honestly couldn't even tell you what's in it. I've done so much, I don't even know what, where, where it, the trash is it, going anymore. It looks like spaghetti and meatballs on top of the Texas toast. Oh, that was, yeah, that was canned. Uh, so that was just the canned spaghetti uh, with the meatballs, right? The, the, right. the Chef Boyardee canned. Yep, great ingredient. And then your 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 freezer section Texas toast. 
See, that's not bad. No, something like that. Now, that's easy for people to like consume visually and just physically. Yeah. What about Trailer Trash Eggs Benny? Oh, with the Spam and the SpaghettiOs on there? <laughs> I mean, come on. Man, you, you really- What's not to like about that? Oh, you, you everything can't. sounds so good. Every breakfast place in Western Mass should be doing that right now. I don't know why they're not. And on the, uh, <laughs> the Basic Bitch Burger, is oh, that yeah, a- yeah. Uh, What's that, that, a pump- sugar pumpkin? Is that pumpkin seeds on top of that? Yeah, you, or- I mean, if you're going to do a pumpkin burger, you got to oh, put the seeds on there. Oh, it's a pumpkin bun. Yeah, that's it's a pumpkin disgusting. Bun. Yeah. No, no, I that wasn't thrilled good. with it, but I also wasn't mad about it. <laughs> what do you bake the pumpkin? You bake the pumpkin. Yeah, you bake the pumpkin. Of course, you bake the pumpkin, Steve. That uh, that sounds like too much work, right there. Ketchup, no, ketchup caviar looks really good. That looks good. Catch, see, that's why I was getting a little ahead of myself there. I thought I was, you know. I, I was I was trying to be a, a, a chefy chef when I'm doing the ketchup caviar. That was a little aggressive. This now, is, this is uh, Kyle Marku, the vulgar chef in the studio. Go ahead. And uh, I see uh, you brought a bag, uh, two bags. Of I stuff did. I brought it. y'all. And uh, I uh, sorry, I couldn't I couldn't cook any for you guys, but yeah. this is the, uh, I the, did bring you guys an emergency dinner kit. So I like kit. Uh, let's uh, take let's a look at what's in it. going on in here. Are they you both guys? the same or are they both? Different? They're both the same. Oh, yeah. okay. big giant snap into a slim jim right there. I, that's oh, yeah. Bax, you could use good. that thing for a crush. That thing is that thing's big enough for. These things are huge. I love these things. Yeah. Oh, and mayonnaise. 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 But but Hellman's real mayonnaise, not uh, not Miracle Whip, which I think is garbage. uh, You know, I like Miracle Whip. You know, I don't like the... uh, Steve, you got the SpaghettiOs. The SpaghettiOs with with the the Franks in it. Oh, Oh, man. man. Easy cheese. Man, I tell you what, this is one of my favorite beverages. Your ramen noodles. Uh, your roll aids. Yeah, I gave you a little Tums and a little uh, little baggie there. Uh, Easy cheese. Vienna sausages, man. That's that's classic. That's good that's a, stuff. That's it. Those are good. If you bread them and fry them up, too. We've yeah. done that. Oh, I did give you a pack of gelatin. Yeah. So yeah. the nice thing about that is you can now, I mean, if you dump that in your coffee right now, you're eating coffee this morning. You're See, not drinking it. Slice. You know, that's it. That's it. And you know, I've always wondered when the inventor of the uh, gelatin coffee came along, and here you are, Kyle, <laughs> right in front of our eyes. I hope Duncan's opening watching. us up to the wide world of cooking. And then, of course, uh, yeah, the after dinner mint, which would be the roll of toilet paper. Yeah, so pro tip for that toilet paper too is you're gonna want to keep that in the freezer. All right. <laughs> for them rough, rough nights. You wow, know, that's very uh, nice. Here it is. This kid's making twice as much money as I am, and all I'm doing is coming and telling dick jokes every day, and he's throwing SpaghettiOs and hot dogs together, and all of a sudden, he's a big star now. Yeah, well, see, but this is the thing, though. Because you've been doing this for as long as you have, you've established a a, a well, you know, a, a, a well-visited platform, and you're now like a food influencer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to refer to myself as a food influencer. I like to think of it, you know, as what I, what I run— is more of like a family. Like everyone is sort of involved, you know. Yeah. We're taking suggestions. We're having fun in the comments section, and it's just a you know just a good time. We're not trying to influence people to do things, but they're doing them anyways. They're making. They're imitating what you've. They're made. making this yeah. stuff like this. Like this time of year, like the the photos that are sent to me of people bringing like my dishes to their parties. It's oh just, yeah, that's it's a good the idea. Sp- the spaghettio deviled eggs. It, that's. That's the big hit. I got. I got to have you come up with a dip. Uh, I got this connection where I can get the communion wafers, oh, the yeah. unblessed ones, so it's not sacrilegious. Now we'll bless them. Yeah, and we got to make. <laughs> we got to come up with some seven-layer deadly sin dip or something like that. Oh, that's a why We got all the ingredients right yeah, here. Yeah, in I know. Bag. You got the yeah. franks with the spaghettios. We chop and up the... some of the Viennas. We chop up some of the long boys. Yeah, there you we go. Got the mayonnaise there. I'm down. It with It all that. come together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Let's do it. Man, this is uh, this, this you know it, when you're on your uh, I'm on your Instagram right now and it's eye opening because all these pictures look like they're professionally done. 
I'm a professional. Oh yeah, no, there's no question about it. But but it's not like you know a, a guy from like uh, you know you know Northern Connecticut or Western Mass is just you know taking you know random food off his table and taking pictures. No, these are it's good lighting. It's good. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> everything is like an artistic shot here. I think it's it's very impressive. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean for the for the for the lack of like what seems like creativity that doesn't happen, there is like in my head, there's a lot of creativity behind it. Like we want to make sure. We want to make sure that this dumpster fire is well documented. <laughs> this is uh, some of the stuff looks really, really good. That's the, that's how we that's the razzle dazzle. What we, about we get you in and get you thinking it's the, good, and then it really is the fried slim jim. That must have actually been pretty good. Yeah, fried slim jim is good. You can make a nice broth out of slim jim. Uh, you can grind slim jim up, and then you got slim jim ground meat. Oh wait a minute! You telling me I can make a base? A soup base from a Slim Jim? Bro, I'm telling you, take that take that long boy that I gave yeah, you. Uh-huh. Go home, man. Chop that thing up. Yeah. Put it in a little water. You want to yeah. throw a little MSG in there, too. Yeah, right. I, I got to yeah. apologize. I didn't give you guys any MSG. Uh, but, yeah, man, throw that long boy in some water. Simmer it. You have yourself a nice what? spicy little broth. Here's the, here's the funniest <laughs> thing about this is that, again, you, you make these great things up until you get to a certain ingredient, and I'm just like, oh, you lost me at the toothpaste, yeah, or yeah, you lost yeah. me at the uh, the NyQuil. Right. Yeah. But, you know, essentially, you have the ability to cook these great things without all these crappy ingredients. Why don't you branch off a little bit and become <sighs> the uh, the not-so-vulgar Why do chef? that? Why do what everyone else is doing? You know, that's what everyone else does. Because there's more money where everyone else is doing. Ah, they can yeah. have their money. I got to keep my Slim Jims and my ah, hot dogs. You people in your humbleness, you need to... <laughs> You know, I don't know if this is yours or someone sent you this picture, but I just uh, stumbled upon this on Instagram, and it looks fantastic. It's the Campbell's Chunky New England Clam Chowder Popsicle. That looks fantastic. <laughs> so that, that, one's, that one's not mine. but Not yours. No, but years ago, I did a Frank and Beans Popsicle, so you might see that floating around the uh, internet. It's just... It's just baked beans and hot dog in the uh, same. Who doesn't? Home. But who doesn't love clam chowder? You know, I mean, granted, it's a little, it's it's cold like a consomme, but it's certainly that would be refreshing in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, that's a way for you to get. You know, you want hot clam chowder, but you want it on a cold day. You gotta, you gotta give and <laughs> give and take somewhere. Hey, no, I know a guy down the hall who loves clam chowder. <laughs> well, Kyle, thanks so much for coming in this morning. We appreciate uh, the time yep. and uh, the dedication that you put into your work. These masterpieces, you should yeah. be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah, thank you, you guys. You can find the Vulgar Chef on uh, Vulgar Chef on TikTok, Instagram. What other uh, platforms am I missing out on? Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, thevulgarchef.com. I mean, if it's out there. You know, I'm on it somewhere. Awesome. Kyle, it's good to see you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Absolutely. It's 825 at Rock 102. How does a career sound? 831 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Table and Vine for the best deals in town. Expert advice only at Table and Vine, Riverdale Street in West Springfield, or at tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield narcotics detective Greg Bigda was acquitted on four criminal counts Monday afternoon. After a week-long police brutality trial, a 27-year veteran of the force, Bigda averted a lengthy prison sentence with acquittals, which came after jurors deliberated for roughly nine hours over two days. Bigda was indicted in 2018 by a federal grand jury for excessive force in connection with allegedly punching and kicking young car theft suspects during an arrest in 2016, two counts of abusive interrogation for threatening to kill and plant drugs on them, plus drafting a false police report. He faced up to 15 years behind bars if convicted. I can't believe that even the fake police report didn't make the, the cut. 
you lied and you changed the turn of events in your report versus what yeah. actually happened. You know, uh, the, the problem is, unfortunately, neither one of us were in the courtroom to know exactly what was going on. Um, but I got to tell you, when I saw the notification yesterday, I was stunned. I really didn't expect it to go that way. But, you know, primarily because of the videotape and, uh, you know, some of the other testimony that you, you heard of. Yeah. I was stunned. And, I, and I'm... You know, you know, Cheryl Claprood's you know, reaction is kind of the, the reaction I, I would expect from a police chief, not just her, but any police chief. But I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are just kind of shaking their head and wondering you know, how how the jury came to this. It, it, it's very hard to imagine. Uh, prosecutor, prosecutors portrayed Bigda as a racist cop who attacked the Latino boys after they stole an undercover police car left running outside of a pizza uh, shop in Springfield. However, Bigda lawyer Timothy Flaherty, during his opening and closing statements, argued the government cherry-picked evidence and witnesses to build a skewed case against his client. Attorneys on both sides declined to comment after the verdict. As the centerpiece of its case, the government published ugly videos of Bigda haranguing three boys identified at trial by their first initials, by the first names or initials, Georgie, uh, Daniel, and uh, Evdile. Uh, I will effing kill you in the parking lot. I will stick a effing kilo of coke in your pocket and put you away for effing 15 years. I'm not hampered by the truth because I don't give a F. People like you belong in jail, he screamed at one of the boys. Mm. Oh, such a nice way to deal with the public. <laughs> yeah, he should really be in charge of like oh, some public listen, out- outreach. Uh, I get the, you know, I get the I get the anger that you would have after going through a chase and maybe having to run after somebody and just kind of ruining your whole day anyway. Right. Uh, but the idea that you're telling somebody that you're going to do this and you're going to do something illegal because they did something illegal is not really the right way to be doing your job. Yeah. No, it, well, I mean, again, you know, I'm not a cop, so it's hard for me to say for sure. But, um, you know, this has been going on for six years. You know, this has been a public embarrassment to the police for six years years and i'm very surprised it ended the way it ended uh city detectives had tracked the boys to palmer after they heard a call about their stolen vehicle being spotted in wilbraham in the early morning hours of february 27th of 2016 police and neighboring communities chased the speeding car into palmer where the chase stopped but the boys took off on foot they were tracked with the help of a police dog up to the porch of a nearby home Daniel testified he saw Bigda repeatedly punched Evadale in the head while the boys were already in handcuffs on the ground. He trolled jurors. Bigda then marched over to him, yelled, Welcome to White Town, and then kicked him in the face. Mm. Yeah, I believe there are other races in the town of Palmer. Uh, there are, but uh, uh, nevertheless. Another officer on scene testified that a third detective, Stephen Vigneault, bragged about kicking the boy in the face, and that's when the narrative became tangled. Vigno was originally charged in the case, but that charge was dropped after Daniel said it was Bigda, not Vigno, who assaulted him. Vigno had previously uh, denied his this accusation through the, though he resigned from the police force over the matter. It's a very, uh, very complicated little story. Oh here. yeah, uh, but still, yeah, it just seems a little weird. That well, all of the charges were dropped. I, no matter what the outcome. People are going to be ang- angry about it, and, and you know, especially in 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 this context, you know, and ending this way. I, I I'm not surprised that people already 
pretty uh, pretty pissed off about it. You know, I don't. I think uh, I think being known as the guy who left the keys in the car and had it stolen, you know, that's like the thing that you're gonna have to live down for the rest of your life. Yes, that's true. Oh man, I left my keys in the car and somebody stole it. <laughs> Unbelievable! I feel so stupid. A uh, 19-year-old man is under arrest at the hospital after police said he sped through a red light in Boston, slammed into another car, and killed a woman in her 50s. This is a uh, happy news today brought to yeah, you. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the uh, Mass State Police first reported just after 10 p.m. last night that people were seriously injured in a two-car crash at the corner of Birmingham Parkway and Western Avenue in Brighton. This morning, the police said the woman had died from the injuries she received when the car was hit by the 19-year-old. Officials not released the name of either of the drivers. The road was closed Monday night while police investigated the crash. It has since uh, been reopened. But, man, going through... I see people do it all the time. Somebody did it to me uh, on Friday night. I was driving through Holyoke. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm going up that street... God, I can never, I don't remember the names of the streets, but it's the one with the big hill near the CVS, and you're going up that way. You know All what right, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. The, that one before you go down the hill on the other side? I don't know the name of the street either, but I, I think I know what you're talking there about. Was, there was a whole lot going on at this intersection. It was like, it was like you ever like look around and go, wait a minute, there's multiple things going on here that require <laughs> explanation, but I can't figure out what... You know, what is going on here at all? And you don't want to get out of your car to start asking questions. No. So it's about uh, it's about 6.30 at night. I come down the hill from the hospital right. area, and then there's that, like, racing mart on the corner. Okay. And at the intersection, there is a police officer blocking the intersection, and then another officer heading in the same direction that I'm heading in, right? So I said, and then I see an ambulance coming from the right. So I said, okay, well, this guy is clearly blocking this intersection in order to let this ambulance through. Okay. So then the ambulance goes through and then goes right past the cop and into the parking lot of the racing mart, right? So then the cop that was in the intersection now then moves to the parking lot of the racing mart. The officer that was in the left turn only lane there is behind another vehicle who seems to be wanting to get in front of me okay. at this intersection. This officer turns his lights off, then drives over the median into the gas station parking lot. Okay. Okay? And then this car that has now, now that I'm letting through, the muffler is dragging along the ground with sparks flying out from underneath it. And I'm like, did this cop not see this, like, when he pulled up behind this guy? Like, what? I don't understand what's going on here. Like, my situational awareness is all askewed. So this guy then eventually uh, turns into the CVS parking lot. Okay. And and I start going straight. Meanwhile, there's another guy behind me who cannot stand the fact that he's waiting. So he decides, I'm going to pass you on the right and then drives directly through the red light, nearly hitting another car that was that the light had changed already. Well, I'm sure he was in quite a rush. I don't understand. What's the big rush? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I've seen people, you know, pass me so they can yeah. get ahead, only so that we can all stand at a at a red light faster. But I felt like I was in crazy town. That is crazy. I'm like, what is going on? Here? <clears throat> Someone's saying it's either uh, Cherry Hill or Hillside Avenue in Holyoke. 
or uh, I think Route it's Cherry Street or turned into Cherry Hill. Yeah, or yeah. Route 141, Holyoke to East Hampton. Yep, that's 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 it. No, no, that's on the other side. Okay, this is the Cherry one. <laughs> I broke the Cherry. Yeah, the again, it practically broke you. Leone Wire Inc. will close its 30-year-old Chicopee plant and lay off 79 workers, effective February 4th, according to papers filed with the Mass Executive Office of Labor and Workforce Development. The chairman-owned company, which opened the factory in Westover Air Park North in 1991, did not respond to questions Monday. Mayor John View said his office was informed last week of the closing. We were not given any opportunity to have a discussion with them. Their decision has been made, but I see it as an opportunity for somebody else. According to the city records, the 152,000-square-foot Leone Wire Building on Griffith Road in Chicopee is owned by a parent company, Leonishi of North America, and valued at $6 million for tax purposes. Wow. So uh, the mayor is thinking uh, someone else could go in there, start operating right away? Yeah. Well, right. Why not? I hope so. You want to make wire? You're good at uh, rubbing the wire. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Do I know what yeah. you're talking about? I don't think I know what you're talking about. I think you do. I think uh, I'm telling you, you're good with the wire, if you know what I'm saying. Actually, Steve, I'd like to think of it more as a very thick coax cable. Oh, <laughs> hey, how about that? <laughs> hey, yeah. 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 Right. Uh, Amazon is coming under fire for their no cell phone policy after uh, after all those workers in that factory in the in the... Amazon Distribution Center? Yep. They couldn't call anybody because it, there's no cell phones allowed on the floor in the Amazon warehouse. Really? Yeah. So n there's people who were trapped in this rubble tr who could not call anybody to let them know where they were. What did I read today? I, 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 I don't know if this is the candle company or, or what it was, but some business down there uh the the uh the management had said if you leave because of these storms you will likely get fired and of course a bunch of people died as a result of uh, of these tornadoes and, you know what it's like no job is worth dying over i mean even this one not worth dying over uh i would have thought it said if you leave don't leave now please don't take my heart away Promise me just one more night, then we'll go our separate ways. Look at you. Yeah. Picking one out from the 80s. The orchestral oh. maneuvers in, in the, the dark. dark. Yeah. How about that? Look huh? at you. Yeah, I come up with some good ones every once in a while. That doesn't happen to be one of them, but... We've always had time on our sides, and now it's fading fast. Every second, every moment, we've got to, we've got to make it last. It's like Bruce Springsteen suddenly joined OMD. I, uh, I think my singing imitates these artists very well. And I uh, don't uh, appreciate uh, you insinuating such otherwise. I'm, I, listen, uh, they had uh, less gruff voices in that band. You don't think it sounded like that? No. No. I touch you I touch you twice. I won't let go at any price. I need you now like I need you then. You always say we'd be friends someday. Can't believe you're making me do this. <laughs>
I love this song. You do? Yeah, that's a, this is like one of my favorites. No uh, kidding. Can't you picture Andrew McCarthy and Molly Ringwald? Please don't leave now. Please don't take my heart away. Promise me just one more night. Then we'll go our separate ways. We've always had time on our side. Now it's fading fast. Every second, every moment, we've got to, we've got to make it last. I'll touch you once, I'll touch you twice. I won't let go at any price. I need you now, like I need you then. We always said we'll still be friends someday. That's a that's a toe tapping. That is. Right there. That takes you back a few years, doesn't it? <sighs> takes me back many years. Yeah, that's many those years. are the '80s back there, Steve. I'm oh, getting that's... notifications of people saying, "Please stop doing this." What about uh, Ducky? You remember Ducky from the movie? <laughs> Pretty in pink. You don't remember this whole thing? Yes, I do. He tried to get Molly Ringwald, and then he realized she should be with Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, well, that was because he was the rich boy from yes. the other side of the tracks. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm really glad we have this uh, time this morning. Oh, you have no idea. You're on. Somebody uh, texted me and said, even though they're a straight man, it's doing it for them right now. <laughs> doing it for them right now. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, who proudly sponsors this little weather bit anyway. Uh, Fogbuster is velvety smooth and uh, never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 44. It's 37. On Super Hits Rock 102 and Maneuver in a Little Dark Day. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Mm. 